Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, Jai. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure, as always. I think last time we chatted on the podcast, your story was very popular. You're a popular guest, so I thought, why not bring you back? You've grown leaps and bounds. Well, I don't know whether you've grown or have just like started noticing it more, um, mm. but you've definitely been killing it in my eyes from a social media follower and friend of yours. Congratulations. Yeah, th- thank you. It's so nice of you. I've got this really big long list that we're going to try to cover with you today because I think you've got lots of wisdom and what I love about our chat and whether we're doing it on a podcast or we're catching up with a beer is that you're always so honest and you're just going to say it how it is and I think that's really rare to find in the business world and, you know, my experience is that hearing somebody's story real, really real and honest and raw is one of the best ways to learn business. Totally. And I couldn't agree more actually. And um, I also resonate with people that kind of, you know, straight shoot, tell it how it is. And um, for me, it's like business is not something to guess about or it's not something to, it's not a mystery. It's not something to hide around. And I don't know why it needs to be a secret. And so I just think like, why not show everybody or, or talk about it? We'll have the conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I think I've learned is that it's actually a pretty basic formula, right? And you can yeah. apply it to business. You can apply it to wedding photography, graphic design, candle making, surfboard making, like whatever you want to apply it to. It's like there's some pretty general rules in business. And even when you start reading around and going to having some books, the difference is those who are actually going to do something about it, right? Absolutely. It's, it really is the doers that like make things happen. It's, it's the only difference. But, okay, so this is my list. This is my menu for today. Let's that, do it. Um, Let's get to stay, work. Stay tuned, guys, because this is what I'm going to try and cover because, you know, Jai's got a lot to share with you guys. So, obviously, the last time we caught up, and for those who haven't listened, go back and listen to his startup story, his why and how he got into business, which is just an incredible story in itself. But since that conversation... Jai has earned six figures off a six-figure course that he launched, and I actually want to jump into that story later because you were at my house when that was happening. I remember you tracking your phone, and um, it was incredibly inspiring to watch. You started a label. You're building a dream house. You're absolutely showing up every single day with amazing content on social media. You're investing in Facebook ads. You're selling out thousands, um, getting thousands of people to your webinars, um, and you've also copped a bit of hate in there. <laughs> you've pretty much self-taught in business. And, yeah, that, that is you've niched down in wedding photography. Business coaching, would you call it? Is that yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah. So let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> so I guess all that's happened since um, last time we chatted, which I don't which know was, how long ago. I wish I was that, that six up. months ago to eight months ago? <laughs> Yeah, and so the context of this, for those who aren't listening, because why I'm so mind-blown and was like, Ty, we need to talk, is that when I caught up with you, you were having me on your podcast as a business coach. You're like, look, I want to go next level. You know, like you kind of had nailed your job as a or your business as a wedding photographer. You were selling some really good packages. You had some good cash coming in and you wanted to take it up a level. So what happened? What did you do? You're obviously a, a doer and you threw yourself in, like I think we were chatting about learning and, you know, you always seem to be upskilling well, yourself. 
it really did help me talking to you because, and I think this is, you know, something that I miss sometimes, but when you have a problem or a ceiling and then you have a space to talk to someone about it, just saying it out loud, sometimes you realise how silly your limiting beliefs are or where, where the ceiling is. And I think for me, like just verbalising, saying what was standing in my way or what I'm afraid of or what I feel like I can't do, it just made me realise like, man, that's the silliest thing that I've ever heard. And that there's no reason why I can't just, you know, do all the things that I want to do. So uh, I guess like little things like that, little conversations like that really do unlock a lot for me. And I know it does when people come to me and they tell me why, you know, they'll say like, I want to make six figures. And then if I ask them, why aren't you making six figures? And when they tell me, usually that they, they realize they have the same realization, like, well, well, yeah, like there isn't anything holding me back. I don't, actually don't know why I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think just like having that conversation with you really definitely puts put my mind straight to you know exactly what I want to do and then just being relentless and just going for it yeah and you really have been relentless and (laughs) I think it is interesting we could almost dive down that rabbit hole but maybe not today around the idea of the limiting belief and like why can't I and you know maybe it is just sitting with that question and being like well why can't I and you know is there is there something that you can recommend or that you had did for yourself in that time because I don't know whether it's just a a natural trait of the person who goes, actually, yeah, I'm just going to, like, get rid of that ceiling. It's not relevant. It doesn't need to be here. Like, is there any other tips? Well, it takes time and it takes work and it takes confidence. So there is is a lot behind the scenes. You do need to, like, if you want something, it all comes down to how badly you want it. And then with that, you will make different decisions. So, if you want it really badly, like you will probably stop watching Netflix and things like that and you'll start immersing yourself around the things that you want and reading the books and, and making a change. So if I want to, if I see a ceiling and I want to go past it, that's when I start listening to audiobooks, to podcasts to, and I'll read and obsess over it. And I do, I do that like at least, at least two, two hours a day, I educate myself in some way or, or better myself in some way. And, and I love doing that. And I think, you got to remember, like, it's not about just saying, like, hey, I'm going to bust that limiting belief. It all takes work. And if you want it to happen, like, you need to start working on it. Yeah, that is such a good call. It's like that deep sense of why you're doing it, like why, what's on the other side and the feeling. And I actually remember, like, really getting to terms to this when I was writing my book recently and it's like, definitely went through that procrastination stage of like, I've got time, I've got time. And then that last four to six weeks before the deadline, the why was so strong because I was like, Mm. I need to see this book on shelves and in people's hands and I want to be a published author. Like that was like I refuse to let go of that dream. And all of a sudden everything just, you know, fell away and I was so clear and focused and driven and I was I actually looked back at my message at my Instagram stories the other day I was like up at 4 a.m and it was dark and you know every day and it was because the why was so strong and I think just for those listening at home and you can probably relate is you also got to feel it in your body right like you've got to go like it's easy to go oh I'm gonna earn six figures and I remember this was something that I had to really overcome but then you have a hundred dollars in your note in your wallet, or you want to go and buy something for five hundred dollars or whatever, and all of a sudden you have this fear and anxiety around money, and then you're like, well, if you have fear and anxiety around a hundred dollars, you're never going to be comfortable with a hundred thousand dollars, you know, or or one million dollars. So you have to get comfortable with, like, you actually have to get real with 
like and sit and imagine what that looks like, right? Yeah, and I think with money, it's an interesting thing because we have we all have like a different belief around money. And I think if you're someone that says like, oh, I want to make six figures or seven figures, but then you go to a movie and you complain that it's that's $18 or if you go and like there's a meal and it's $35 and you're like, you know, you're worried about that money or you're complaining, like then you've got a bad relationship around money because $17 to, to watch a movie that costs $200 million to make is a small piece or like $35 for a meal and then buying a bottle of wine for $35, like $70, it's a small amount of money. If you're making six figures and seven figures, like that is not a lot of money. And if you think that is a lot of money, then you're never going to make a lot of money, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know why one of my favorite lessons when I, and I teach people this too, is like if you're not willing to exchange $17 for a movie that's made, then well, how can you expect somebody to pay you $2,000? You know, it's like you're, totally. you don't have that value exchange, so you're not going to hold the energy of that you're worthy of that value exchange. Absolutely. And you know what, like as soon as you open it up, you stop trying to save money because, you know, saving money comes from scarcity. It's like, there's not enough anywhere. So I'm going to save it. I'm not going to go to the movie. I'm not going to go have dinner. I'm saving my money. Saving is a real deep scarcity mindset thing that a lot of people have been taught from their parents, which they learned that from their parents when they went through the great depression and went through war and things like that. But right now there is so much money on this planet. They're printing out more every single day. There's so many literally. ways, new problems. Yeah, literally, so many new problems where you can, you know, capture some of that money. It's all there for you right now. I am so on board with that belief system because I remember going to or listening to some personal development thing. Like, you know, if you want to you find more money in your life, then don't go buy a $3 coffee every day. And I was like, that is the dumbest way to make more money, like $3 a day. <laughs> like I could go out and figure out how to make $100 in an hour, I think. You know, exactly. we, part of our, the workshop was we had to go and make $1,000 overnight. And, um, but you know, I, that belief system, it's very lack mentality and then if you're yeah. clinging and grasping at $3, um, then you're holding that vibration that can't possibly match with abundance. When people tell me that it's like, don't have a coffee a day because $4.50 adds to a thousand thousand of dollars per year and don't have, you know, smash like, my time toast. is worth a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what, instead of me obsessing over saving $3.50 an hour or $4 an hour, I can literally sit down and work out how I could make a hundred dollars that hour. Like it's not a problem. And so many of us are trying to always cut back budget cuts and stuff. And if you have staff out there now and you've got them working on how can you spend less on more subscriptions and how can you save a bit more on your company and your business and stuff. You're working on the wrong thing. If you get that, all that power from all your staff members to working on how can you make a little bit more money per day, you will smash your savings goal and, and the restrictions that you're putting on yourself. So all I can say is like, don't save, like <laughs> invest in the right things and, and, um, and open up that stream so it goes in and come, comes in, goes out, comes in, goes out. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it, right, is that it's, that's the mindset stuff. Like that's as simple as it is. It's like exactly where we started with this conversation about smashing the ceiling because all you, you go from a lack, scarcity mentality to abundance opportunities and 
neuroscience actually proves that when you go, how can I, like, when you say can't, your brain just goes, okay, we can't. Like, your brain's mm-hmm. not going to argue and be like, come on, you can do it. It actually closes down and says, okay, it can't be done. You know, why would I look for a solution? But when you say, how can I make more money or how can I upgrade my business or whatever, get more clients, your brain is actually wired to look for a solution. And that's all it takes, right? And then all of a sudden, that's when people are like, wow, it's a miracle or synergy. And it's like, no, because you actually told your brain to look for that and find that and that's and that's how it's wired. It. And then it's going to pop up because, you know, it's like if you're looking for something, you know, it's not here, it's not here, you're never going to, like, find it because your brain is not actually going to register it. Um, it's very interesting. Absolutely. Can I um, just finish on one more thing on money there? Yeah, go for it. So I think right now more so than ever people are talking about um, it's a hard economy. I don't know if you've heard people say that it's a hard economy. It's, there could be a recession. It's, um, it's slow. People not spending money. Have you heard people saying that, like, along, along the lines? I mean, the news is flooded with it, right? All of the media is, is telling yeah. that story. So. so I think, like, so many people obsess. They obsess over what the economy is doing. And we can't control the economy. And what we need to do is we need to shift our mindset and realise there is no hard economy. We only have our economy. So UK have your economy. And me, Mm -hmm. Jai, I have my economy. And so when someone tells me, like, it's a hard economy, I'm like, well, maybe your economy is hard, but Mm -hmm. mine's not, you know, because I'm here and all I'm doing every day, I'm not worried about what everyone else is doing or what the economy is doing or what the market's doing. All I'm worried about is making my economy thrive. Does that make sense? So what can I do right now in whatever is happening around me? doesn't matter what election's happening, what the government's doing, how many payouts that we're getting um, or support from our government. Uh, it doesn't matter if we believe our clients and customers don't have enough to pay us, like whatever it is, there is solutions in there that we can control for our own economy. And that mm. is almost the key to the castle. Absolutely. Because there's going to be in this time, I mean, every very wealthy and successful person has always ever said when the markets drop, that's when you buy and that's when you invest and that's, that's when, when you make, you make big moves, right? Yeah. Um, because, and the, again, the only difference is the people, because it takes courage. It takes not to buy into the fear mentality and the lack mentality and to go, oh, shit, this is an opportunity. And it's just switching the perspective, right? And mm. being like, great, everything's really cheap right now. <laughs> I mean, right now, like since COVID hit and, um, and people are starting to realise this, but like complain even more, but more millionaires are getting made right now. More billionaires are stacking on billions onto their wealth right now than ever before. And then on the other side, people that were seemingly safe in their job are losing more. They're becoming a statistic of like, I just lost, I got laid off, you know, 10% of people are getting laid off. I'm one of those statistics. And it does divide it more. But people that are entrepreneurs, they, they see, like there's a reason why that person was already a millionaire or a billionaire. And it's because they thrive on problems. When there's mm. a problem, it unlocks a whole new solution and the solution is where the money is. All of a sudden, mm. if someone is struggling right now, say for, for my um, clients, for instance, like if they're booking less work um, because they don't really understand business that much. Um, so, so their problem is like right now, they're making less money than they were last year. So I can solve that problem and say, hey, you know, you could actually make double what you made last year. You don't have to listen to all that. Like I want to talk about your economy. And then mm. so I'm, I'm creating a new solution that didn't even have a market before because people didn't need it. And then it generates new wealth. 
Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's like we're all responsible, you know, of how, you, yeah. how you're going to perceive it. I love that. And I think it's a really good segue into some of this really juicy stuff that I want to jump into, which is you've obviously talking about your clients, you've built a um, business map course. Is yes. it called the Six Figure Business six Map figures. course? Yeah, Six Figure Business Map. And so let's talk about where that idea came from. Like obviously you were you already had um, Jai Long photography, so you did wedding photography and portraits. You had, last time I checked in, I think you had a photo booth company and there was an, another one, wasn't it? Events or something. DJ. Yeah, okay. Yeah, DJs, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so where did this idea for an online course and a, mem- is it a membership come from and, and um, where did you learn about it and how did you kind of piece it all together? Like I definitely was lucky enough to, to watch you have the discipline and, and really give a lot in that building process. Mm. And, you know, I think every time I saw you, you were like, yeah, we're filming, we're filming, we're making this course, we're making this course, and you had a whole team of people and I was like, okay, yeah, no, I get the point, you're making your course. <laughs> you turn up at your my house and you're like, look, I just made a hundred thousand dollars from the course and i'm like oh shit (laughs) um Um, congratulations by the way yeah thank you i think people have been looking at me lately like when you're talking about haters and stuff and they think i'm an overnight success so 2015 was the first time that i had a workshop i was in person and i taught these same concepts i was teaching creatives how to make money how to better their business in a creative way that they understand and they'll thrive with it And so the business map comes down to my analogy of like the business is not you, it's a ship. And the quicker that you realize that, the quicker that you're putting things out there easily because you're not being attached to it. Um, You're not worried about like bad reviews and things like that because someone's had a bad experience on your ship. So it's a good, good feedback for you to like build your ship so strong, doesn't matter what kind of storm it is, and then get it out there in the world. And then the thing is most people... Uh, in my industry, they can't find success, but they don't have a map. So it's like having, it's like hopping on the ship and then going out in the ocean and then just going in circles and going, hey, Jai, no one's, there's no customers. There's no one's, yeah. I don't know what We're to do. I, I don't We're know where to go. Yet. Not making any money. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's taken me too long. And the thing is, it's like, do, well, do you have a map? Do you know what you, do you know where you're going? Do you know what your goals are? And so that whole concept was like, I can illustrate it and easily break it down to a creative where they can visualize it and they can see it in layman's terms, like speaking to a five-year-old because that's all it takes. Right. Um, And once they do that, they feel empowered, no longer overwhelmed. They get clarity. They can see their goals. And when they do that, they can literally shift their ship towards their goal and they can start making huge impact really quickly because they're no longer doing the things that didn't work when we work out what actually works for them. And then when you double down on what works, it, unlocks everything so i have no doubt in my mind for my students like i can get them an extra six figures if they're already making six figures or if they're not doing it yet i can get them there because i know the map to get them there and so Mm -hmm. with doing the online course thing was i was doing workshops and they were selling out and this year i had a sellout workshop uh, in new york city in los angeles um, all around australia i actually did the one in sydney and Melbourne. the other ones got cancelled because of covid and it was disappointing for me. And for me, it's like I wanted to show the people, you know, what I do and everyone that walks away from my workshops, they feel inspired and they get a lot from it. But with the workshops, it only goes for two days. So I can't track their results. I can't actually help them get to their goals. And I couldn't impact many lives. So I think just going online when COVID happened really quickly was the best thing I could possibly do because now I can actually make such a bigger impact for people and I can 
I can actually like walk them through the parts that they find difficult. And that means I can actually get them results. And that's game changer. If I can get mm. results for people and on a massive scale, like that is, is like, wouldn't you agree? Like it's like the best thing you could possibly do. Yeah. I actually had this conversation on another podcast earlier this week and I was like, you know, they grew this massive social following. They got Emma Watson as a ambassador and I was like, how'd you do it? And she was like, we had a genuine solution to a problem that people were experiencing. And I was like, that's business 101, right? It's like, let's finish the podcast here. It's like when you actually Absolutely. show up with something to be of service. And I think that was my approach when I hit, when COVID hit. And I was like, I had that moment of being like, oh, shit, like I lost some contracts and stuff. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to show up and be of service. Like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. panic and people are looking for leaders right now. Like people are going to look for someone to lean on. Um, And, yeah, and it has been very abundant throughout COVID and lots of exciting opportunities coming through. So you launched this and tell me about um, maybe share some of the resources and things that you have done to upskill yourself. And obviously you invested in a team. You didn't do it or you've done it really professionally from the beginning. Yeah, give a little insight into building out the course and then the launch. Well, I think um, I actually talked to someone on the podcast the other day as well, and they were talking about how they wanted to make a course. But they were like, oh, I want to think of something so I can make a course to make money. I think if you're making a course to try and make money, you're not going to ever make money because you go on for something the wrong way and people see through those things. So if you're making, like for me, it's like, as I said, this course was five years in the making. And of course, it's going to be successful for me because there's been a lot of work and I've trained so many people. Um, you've lived it too you know like you've you've lived experience you've tested it it and it's worked exactly and I still do it and I still test I'm still starting companies so um, for me like it was a no-brainer to really put in every bit of uh, you know cash um, energy like motivation like everything my inspiration into this course because I was like man if I don't do that like, you know, people will see through it and, and it's just not good enough. And like, I know my, the standard of my course is like 10 times the standard of any other course I've ever signed up to or any of my competitors, but it's not about that. I'm not competing. I'm like, I know I can still do better. And I, and I keep updating videos and I keep, you know, doing new like sales training and things like that inside the course. And I show up each week and I do mindset training and all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like, I know like, you know, I don't need to compete with anyone. And when someone says, like, who's your competitor? It's like, there is no competitor, man. I'm, I'm trying to do the best that I can do and I can always do better no matter how good it looks mm. from the outside. Um, and like you've seen, I've invested so much back into it. Even I bought everyone journals and things like that and, I, and I'm, like, branding things up. Like, I don't need to do that for an online course. And I don't even promise that when they signed up, you know. But so there's an, an over-delivery. And I'm just making sure that they all know that I'm in their corner you know, no matter how big this course gets, um, they've got me there as a business coach. And I think just getting that across was like the most important thing. So people see quality, they get results. Uh, and then so investing into it wasn't a problem. So other things that I've invested in lately is I actually just signed up um, and got a business coach. So he was uh, a big investment and he's been getting on there weekly and helping me through a few limiting beliefs that I have at the moment, mm. things like that. So that's been a big thing. Uh, I did a few Facebook courses as well. So I've been learning Facebook ads and I'm confident now with that, with scaling up ads and getting them in front of everybody. Um, and there's been like, the thing is like right now, like if you have a problem, you don't know, for instance, like say you don't know how to run Facebook ads for your course or something like that. 
there's a knowledge gap. That's all it is. You don't need to be scared of anything. It's just a knowledge gap. And then so find out where and who is going to give you that knowledge the fastest way possible from something tested that they've done before. Um, and they actually can show you the results. And that's all it is. And so mm. for me, like I don't mind signing up to a business coach or to an online course or something because I have, the more that I know, the more that I don't know, um, the more that I see all my knowledge gaps everywhere. And I want to make sure that I'm empowered to understand every aspect of my business so I can make those right decisions and then I can outsource those things if I need to and I can help other people help my business as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's so inspiring to hear how much you invest in yourself and I see you invest in the people around you as well. Make sure you've got the smartest people in your corner as well. Absolutely. And I think that that's the beautiful lesson of that knowledge gap, right? We live in a world where knowledge is so accessible and you're silly to sit back and be like, oh, well, I can't or I don't know how or whatever because it's out there. It's just whether you care enough to go and find it. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, awesome, very inspiring. Hey, yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Like, mm. you know how sometimes someone will come to me and say, like, hey, it's too expensive to hire a business coach. I'm not going mm. to do that. But I want to ask you, like, Imagine if you had $2,000 in the bank and then you were talking to a personal trainer and they said, hey, you want to be in shape in the best, best fitness of your life and you want to lose five kilos? Like we can do that and it's going to cost you, you know, $2,000 over the next six months. And yeah, you're going to go like that's too much money. But what if you could exchange $2,000 for losing five kilos and being in the best shape you've ever been in? Like, is it worth $2,000? To me, I'd pay $20,000 for that. I'm like, absolutely. Like, I'd love that. You don't have five kilos to lose. <laughs> no, but if I could be in the best shape that I've yeah. ever been in. And I think it's the same with your business, right? If we go, like, $2,000 or, 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 like, you know, $10,000 or $20,000, like, I don't, I don't have enough money. But it's like we're looking yeah. at the wrong thing. Are you buying the knowledge or are you buying the fact that your business is going to be sustainable, predictable, in the most healthy state it could possibly be mm. in? You could pick up an extra six figures if it's just sitting on the table. Like, Wouldn't it be worth paying $20,000 for that? Mm. Yeah, and I think that's it. People want the quick fix, right? It's like that's why they pay uh-huh. for the personal trainer because they're like, oh, yeah, it, it, he'll do it for me. And, you know, business And I think what people, and I think I would say fear gets in the way is that there, and so many limiting beliefs as to like, I'm not the right person to do it, or I can't do it, or my idea is not good enough, or whatever. And then they they use money as an excuse and go, oh, no, I can't afford it. And it's like, bullshit, if you really wanted to get your idea off the ground, and I know that you you would return this $2,000 tenfold in the next 12 to two years depending on how bad you want it you know like I I made I was on 75,000 in my job and then when I left I was I jumped in and I made over 100k in my first year of business with like just hustling away Mm. um so yeah and it's been abundant ever since then so but let me talk to you about it because I think this is an important topic and I think the way that you're articulating yourself and speaking and um actually I was just going to quickly touch on that and say for those who are going you know the competition or somebody else is already doing it like Jai and I are a great example Jai will be the perfect teacher for some people I will be the perfect coach for some people like there's somebody else is out there for a, per- a business coach you know Jai's business coach like we're all out here there's plenty to go around and everyone's going to relate differently to you and the beauty of being in business for yourself is like it has a unique um 
print of you on it that no one else can replicate. So back that, I would say. Absolutely. Hey, you know, like on something like that, um, if you're finding a bit, if you're going to find a business coach that's, that's genuinely not there just for money and it's there to help you, like, and like Kay and I, like, are we competition? I don't know. But here's the thing. If someone right now wants to level up their business, go pay Kay to be your business coach and go and ask me to, for my free, for my free, you know, go listen to my podcast, go, go and like ask me what's my free secrets to make six figures. I'll help you. Like it doesn't matter if you're paying her and I'm helping you as well, because that's why we're here. Like I get paid from people all around the world. And it means I'm, a, I'm allowing myself to help anyone that needs the help right now. So if you're a creative mm-hmm. entrepreneur and you're like, man, I, I just want to know, like there's one thing I've got one problem. Like I'm just going to send you a DM. Like, Absolutely do that because why wouldn't you do that? It gets back to you very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Now everyone's going to hit you up. Um, Okay, so this is great because I want to talk about um, free content and giving that away because I know that you've been very abundant and Mm -hmm. um, have packed out some webinars with thousands of people, have I seen? Thousands of people, yep. That's insane. Do you get nervous? Uh, Yeah, I definitely do. And the last one that I did, I... I was like, why am I doing this? I was so nervous. <laughs> I had like butterflies and, um, and for a few different reasons. There's another reason um, is that I've got a couple of haters that jump in and they always like put a fake name and make a fake account and they just relentless with, with just like throwing stuff in there. So I've got to employ someone to like make, to like just make sure that, um, you know, that it's, that it's all above board and stuff because there's no reason for it. It's just someone that's scarcely mindset, doesn't want someone else to succeed, like whatever it is. Um, but yeah, of course, like those things, I'm only human. It does make me really nervous, like streaming in front of 3000 people and, um, and sharing my ideals and my ideas and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And we'll jump into that content in a second. Cause I love the way that you've done that to fill out your courses, but on just quickly on these haters, I don't want to give them too much attention because right. I don't believe in, in, you know, any attention is attention really. So, um, but yeah, let's talk about like where are they coming from? Like, how are you dealing with that? Like, obviously you've got to build support, but like, I know for me, like I'm a pretty sensitive person. And even if like my little sister sends me a text message that doesn't make me happy, I can be really rattled from it. But, you know, over the years we've had bad reviews and all sorts, but what is, what, what's your approach and how have you handled that and both on a business sense, like are other people noticing it? And, you know, I know the holistic psychologist has been an amazing example of someone who's been told she's a cult leader because she's grown to 3 million followers in like the last 12 months. Mm. Um, and she really regularly approaches it on her account. Um, but how do you do that on a public level and then also personal level? Uh, it's something that I had to work through and it was actually one of the big shifts that took me from the level I was at since last time I was talking to you to the next level. Uh, it was a mindset shift of like, hey, if I'm doing something important, if I'm impacting people's lives, um, that's actually making a difference, then of course I'm going to have haters. And if I'm not having haters, then I'm not actually speaking my genuine truth and, um, and putting something out that that's worth listening to. So it took me a while to get to that stage and realize that. And now... Now I'm getting more and more comfortable with it and now I'm kind of loving it. I'm like, hey, my hate is back. And they're, and they're making another fake account and they're writing me a message. And when they write me a message, I just get in there and I just love them to death. I just send them so, so much positivity and I help them as much as I can. I even tell them, I jump on a Zoom call. If you need help right now, you shouldn't be jumping on here trying to attack me. Jump on a Zoom call. I can actually help you. You know, if you want to, if you need to like 
work on your mindset. If you're wasting your time right now, instead of going out there and being a creator, you're being a hater. Um, I can help you with that. Like, absolutely. So I just try and like flood them with as much love as I can, because I know deep down, that's all those people need. Like if they're showing up and watching one of my webinars for three hours straight, just to write messages, like there's an absolute problem there. Like they have a problem. So, so if you're a hater right now and you're listening, like hit me up, like mm-hmm. let's jump on a zoom call. Like we need to work on that mindset of yours. Like let's do this. <laughs> so it's the, the practical advice that people at home, obviously personally, they just flip it on its head and, and, yeah. and see it as, you know, like I'm not going to take this personally and then love on this person. Are you addressing it in the zoom calls or are you just keeping it out? Like are you, do you, what's your kind of strategy for those at home? And then also, you know, I know that I've helped clients or even just, come across creatives who have been battling with, you know, people ripping their work off or haters and things like that. Um, You know, there's the question of what can you do to protect yourself and do you go into that legal battle or do you try and pay them out or what do you do? Like, um, or yeah, what's your kind of public strategy from a business perspective? Yeah. So we definitely never um, like delete reviews or like delete people out of webinars and things like that. And I'm very transparent. Uh, I even share sometimes like the things that they say and I put in my emails and stuff like that and talk about what people said and stuff like that. So I do highlight the fact that it happens and it's probably one of the reasons why you know I have haters Um, because, and I think it probably, they hate it even more because it's not bringing me down. But um, I think being transparent is the most important thing. If someone's got a problem, like address it. It's not necessarily towards you. It's towards like maybe they've never even met you. You know, it's just an idea Mm. that they have around you or the fact that you are more successful or you are doing something and maybe, you know, it's not in line with what they're, you know, it, it's triggered them somehow, obviously. Mm. Um, but the yeah, transparency so and, and I think I the think transparency, like, yeah, and talking yeah. about it and allowing the space for those people, you know, and showing people it's okay. Mm. Like Because I think like even from a psychology point of view, I feel like I learned this in therapy once it's like, um, you know, whatever you, it's like, you know, trying to hide that or push it away or pretend it's not happening. It's, it's like trying to hold a balloon underwater, right? Totally. It's eventually going to rise to the surface and explode, if, you know, and, it's, <laughs> and explode. And how much energy does it take you to try and keep it under wraps, you know? And if mm. you just bring it to the surface, then it actually doesn't, it has less power, just like stating your limiting belief. It's like, let's be transparent about this. And then it has no power over me. Totally. Like when you're saying like the power, just take the oxygen out of that fire. So if they're like the oxygen for them is like they're thriving on the fact that they're going to get some sort of reaction from you and they're hoping it's going to be a negative reaction. When you take that oxygen away, they can sit there for three hours long and they can just say things to me. And if it doesn't affect me, I'll become more successful. I start running Facebook ads to them because I'm like, whoa, want, want to see, you want to see some revenge? Like, watch me now. I just keep going mm. and going and going and I won't stop. Um, mm. I think that just takes the, the oxygen out of their fire and, and then that's the best thing that you could possibly do. Mm. Yeah, I like that approach. Good job. Um, it's nice to see you come out the other side. So um, content creation, and I think, you know, the other good point and if you can flip haters on your head and be like, you know, if you weren't, you weren't speaking to a big number of people, then statistically speaking, you know, you can't be everything to everyone. There's going to be people who totally. don't like you. And so statistically speaking, the more people that you're reaching, the more likely you are to find people who don't agree with what you have to say. And that's okay. It's actually a sign of growth and success, right? And I think what I love what you said around um, 
you know, like if you're not getting on the, the platform or the podium or having an opinion that is different and you and, you know, or, or honest and raw, which I think you do really well, then it's just going to be same old, same old, and no one's going to even stop and listen, let alone argue with you about it, right? Um, but if you're saying something different or, you know, to the point or speaking to people's hearts, then, of course, you're going to stir something up and that's a sign that you're actually speaking truth, I think, on some levels. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. And um, I guess, like, content is a hard thing, but content's got to be, it's got to be done right. Um, so many people do it wrong. It's got to be done right. And I think you just got to think about not wasting people's time and make sure you do have a message that actually will hit someone in the heart and will resonate with those that you're trying to help. You're not trying to help everybody. You know, if, if I've got 40,000 followers on Instagram, I'm trying to help 1,000 of them, not the, you know, not the other 39,000 because they can scroll past. Um, but if you can, like, create super fans out of that 1,000 people because you resonated with them at the exact right moment, like, that's life-changing. But many of us, we try and please the 40,000. And, and I think that's just the wrong way of doing it. And you end up making and creating boring content that replicates other people's boring content. And then after a while, you'll start complaining that the algorithm has changed on Instagram, but it hasn't. It's just that your, your content's it's becoming irrelevant and washed out. Basic. <laughs> it's too basic, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that. The moment I sit down and, and I remember I had to, like I remember this switch of like, you know, Instagram used to be quite easy and it, it actually just, just like there was less users and more, uh, no algorithms. Mm-hmm. And I think I got comfortable with it. And then when I sat down and was just like, you know, there's no harm in what I'm saying because I'm putting stuff up and people are seeing it, you kind of get to a level. And I had to t- remind myself that Instagram and posting on Instagram wasn't just this quick thing that I had to do in an obligation. It was mm. an opportunity to speak to people for free that, you know, I, I've been gifted this platform and to sit down on the couch or after meditation and if need be craft a a caption for an hour that actually had meaning and purpose and was it going to speak to people absolutely and the more that you do that the more your tribe is going to absolutely love what you do because you're standing up for something and people want that, you know. It's like no one's going to go and talk to the person in the party that's like, oh, I don't know, or, yeah, that, that's nice, you know. But everyone's mm-hmm. going to gravitate to the person who's like, I have this opinion, you know. Yeah, or, someone that's got something to say that's worth yeah. listening to, it's like absolutely get me over there. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm willing yeah. to listen to it now. It's charismatic and it's engaging yeah. and it's it's breaking the status quo and, you know, snapping you out of your everyday norm. So, um, be bold with what you have to say, even though you might get some haters. And let's talk about um, your sales process for the six-figure course because you did make six figures on the first round. You've done two now, hey? You've done two in Yeah, I've done two enrollments, yeah. Yeah. So how many people have you got in your course now? 150 people are inside the course at the moment. Amazing. So good. And yeah. but So your um, lead-up in, because I get this question all the time and I really want you to set it straight for people. Yeah. How much content do I give for free? <laughs> when do you get when to not give the content for free? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, it currently comes up to you, right? But here's the thing. If you were sitting at a table and there was three coaches sitting there and if you're, you're just a student, right, and you want to ask a question and you ask three people and two of them said, hey, you've got to pay me for that. And then one person said, hey, yeah, no worries. Like, I can help you with that. Take me two seconds. Like, all you need to do is this and this. And then that person said, hey, if you need anything more, like I've literally, I'm going to stand in the corner and I'm going to actually just present and I'm going to, sh- I'm going to show you some stuff that's going to get you some results. 
And who do you think they're going to pay money to? Like it's really going to come down to the person that actually got them the results, right? So the more that you can give away as much content, give away the keys of the castle, because the point is not to have secrets that people have to pay for. The point is that people need to trust you and then they need to, they need to be able to have you accessible so they can continue to get those results. Does that make sense? Mm. So, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, how I relate it, and it's like, you know, putting myself in that scenario we just talked about is obviously, you know, when there's that money exchange or whatever, with, I, if I don't even know this person, I don't trust them. They're like, oh, yeah, you owe me for that. What? Like someone giving you a free glass of water and being like, oh, you've got to pay. Like, but um, I think what how I relate is being like, you know, the, the generosity and the trust building is, uh, you know, for that, let's say, 15 minutes of, and of time could lead, like that activates a feeling of like, oh, I just can't believe he told me that for free. That was amazing. And, I, you know, that was so generous and I got really good results. Like that's a chemical reaction in a human body that like they're like, they're, there's a bond there that all of a sudden you're like, this person's awesome. Like I just got this really good tip and I didn't have to pay for it. Mm. And then that could turn into them going and telling 10 people who might come and go, hey, I heard you give good advice. I want to pay, pay for it now. Or, or this person coming back and, and maybe spending $20,000 with you over the next three years. Absolutely. I think, yeah, we, we hold too much you know, too many secrets and stuff. And um, there's a good example. There's a few good examples here. Like one example was uh, I was talking to a wedding photographer and they were saying like, hey, I want to be an educator, but I don't want to join your summit because it's too cheap and I've got way too many <laughs> secrets to give away and I'm going to sell out bigger workshops at the end, um, you know, and, and do it that way. And I was like, yeah, that's totally fine, man. But like, to be honest, like I already know, you won't be selling those workshops out because no one knows who you are. No one knows if you can get results. Like it's, you have to start somewhere. You can't just go out there guns blazing $10,000 a ticket to show up to your thing when no one even knows who you are and, mm. and what you do. Um, here's another good example of like yeah. hustle for me. Um, so inside the summit, to get people to know who I am, this week I had a day, um, it was a public holiday, and I had a day off. And I put my calendar link inside the Facebook group. There's about, at the moment, there's about 1,300 people inside that Facebook group um, that's joined up this week. And I just said, hey, I've got a full day of nothing on, so book yourself in. Um, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'll have no breaks. I wasn't having any lunch or anything, 10-minute slots, and I will get you results in 10 minutes, guaranteed. It's going to be the best 10 minutes of your life, right? So I overpromised, and then I put it in there, and I literally sat there until, my, until I had no voice left. From, from 10 a.m., every single 10 minutes, all the way through. And I looked for their website. I did everything. And I literally could get them so many results. Like people were going like, I learned more in seven minutes than I've done in, in years, right? You know, I'm getting more results now. And it's because it's not about like how many secrets you have and, and all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, I, I do this for a living. I literally can look at your business and I can mm. see where you're leaving six figures on the table or, or like whatever it is. But people don't know that about me. So then mm. I need to show them. And the best way to show them is like, let me look at your website for seven minutes and I'll, mm. give, I'll give you those results. And you go away, do that, come back if you need to do that for 12 months because I'll literally mm. do that for you. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, it's like, amazing. And how much is too much? Like for me, it's like I would never see another coach ever do something like that. Um, mm. But for me, it's never too much. Like I will literally teach for days and days for free like yeah. until my throat's gone because – <laughs> because for me, it's it's making an impact, showing people what I can do. It's it's spreading good energy. It, the knock-on effect is just so much positivity. 
there's almost no negativity. The only negative mm. thing is other coaches hating me because I'm going to outwork them, I'm going to outsmart mm. them, and I'm going to outsell them. I think that's what it is, like the, the <laughs> outworking, right? It's like we, you'll work when no one else is working, you know, and that's how that's... I'll do bit. what no one else does, like yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and that's like it's that we started this conversation there. It's like it's the, the skills are there, you know, and there's, there's people like us who, who dedicate time to learning them and digesting them and teaching other people. Um, but they're, you know, you're going to do it. You're getting up and you're doing the work and you're working when no one else is. And for me, when I think of that, I'm like, it blows any sort of competition or anything out of the water anyway, because you're just like, no one is me, you know, like I can, I know I'm going to throw everything I've got at this. Um, I love that. And I love the idea of being that generous. And I think, you know, it's a beautiful example. I've been having this conversation a lot around finding your purpose and doing what you love then it feels like, you know, and I sometimes get this from clients, they're like, wow, did you just come up with that? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I think it's a great idea. You should do it. And they're, they're like, wow, like, how does your brain work like that? And I think when you find your passion, you get into this sense of flow where you can sit back and be like, shit, I actually get paid a lot of money for these ideas. Like, I don't even remember where I learned to do this. Um, but now this is my living. And I still, five years later, have those realizations and you know when you're you've got you always have a lot to give when you're doing what you love as well absolutely and you said something really important there a lot of people don't realize like as a business coach people pay me for my energy so motivation but people pay me for my ideas so when i jump on someone's website or something it's my idea because i've done this idea before or i just know it will work because it's something that i've seen or whatever it is Um, Well, you've listened to podcasts and you've read books and you've hired coaches so that your brain is wise. Yeah, I'm in it. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I'm in it always. You know, like every book that we read, every podcast we listen to, every course that we do, every conversation we have is us wiring our brain to see ideas, to know new ideas and that, and then we sell that. (laughs) Yeah. So you're not buying an hour of my time. You're buying five years of personal development and and books and this and that. That's what I always say when someone says, like, oh, is it worth signing up for an hour mentor session? And I always say it's the best money and the best hour you'll ever spend on your business, hands mm-hmm. down. And if I don't give you those results, I'll give you your money back. It's not about yeah. the money. I'll get those results for you. <laughs> yeah, amazing. How do you do, this is a bit off topic, but how are you managing, like, your relationship? <laughs> hey, look, you, people, people talk about... Um, Lily's a, a hustler too, isn't she? Yeah, people talk about like balance, right? And I'm, I'm, I hate balance. I hate balance. <laughs> when people tell me that I need balance and I should slow down, get in my lane, I should, you know, keep it simple, those type of things. That's not me. And I realized like that was a huge ceiling that I had is I, I used to try and fit into other people's expectations, their belief systems of, you know, Sundays a day for walking the dog and mowing the lawn, like things like that. And that's not me at all. And I think when you become true to yourself and what you do, then it's different, right? And for me, there's no work-life balance because for me, it's just life. Like I love work. I love my wife. I love my dog. I love my friends. I love being on this podcast. Um, And I want to perform all those things at the highest possible level. So when when I go into my business and I'm like, man, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to step it up today. I'm going to impact more lives. And then like this afternoon, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take Lila on a date. We're going, I'm going to get her some flowers and I'm going to make sure I dedicate two hours to making sure like it's the best possible relationship. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to, you know, do whatever we need to do. And I think about that always. Like if a friend's ringing up, my mum's ringing up. It's not work life. Sorry, mum, I'm at work. I can't talk. I'm like, mum, I've got time for you right now. 
because you are important in my relationship. My relationship's important in my life and all these things. Like I want it all. I don't just want to have, you know, a high paying job and want to be successful in one aspect of my life. I work relentlessly and so hard on all those aspects. And it is hard. It's hard to work on relationships. It's hard to, to like, you know, divert your time around to everything that you want to do. But I think it's so important. As long as you don't have balance, stop trying to balance the crap in your life and just start like living the life to the fullest. That's what I believe. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And it's beautiful to hear that because I get that question a lot too is like around relationships and, um, and work and things. And I think something that you just said, which really sparks something I've been processing lately is that, um, you know, I kind of like I've got my book coming out next year and I sat down a few Saturdays ago and was like, how am I going to leverage this book deal? Like this is a, you know, this is a good, good opportunity. What am I going to do to make sure this launches with a bang? And I mapped out this um, diary of like pages and pages of all this stuff I'm going to do. And that it like, it sparked a fire in me and my why. And I was just like, all right, mm. here we go. And I just saw it and I knew it and I did the numbers and I was like this, I know what I'm going to do. And I worked backwards and started the plan from now until July next year. And that for me, and then so the last few weekends, pretty much since then, I'm like, I, I want to sit and work on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever. And, and I've been processing that again because um, around, you know, when that fire sparks and you want something bad enough and the goalposts have changed and the, the dreams get bigger, <laughs> then like try and stop me, you know, and I've really been taking that, um, you know, the, the ceiling off, days of a week that you should be relaxing or what time you should be at work and you know there's days where I go for lunch with friends and then start work at 3 p.m but I know that I can smash out four hours of work and you know it's not like I'm waiting for five o'clock to clock off you know like Mm. it really is an element of and I think it's an unlearning as entrepreneurs where you have to get rid of time days of the week you know um, even like how much hour, like seven hours at a desk does not equate to success. You know, like there's so much Absolutely more to success not. that you could smash mm-hmm. out in an hour on a Saturday morning, like this podcast, you know. Definitely. We have Makes no idea impact. what's going to come off this. Like who, there's someone listening right now who may come and, and sign up for coaching with either of us because we spent mm. an hour on a Saturday morning having it's this funny. chat. It's funny <laughs> really because enjoying, um, by the, way. the one thing I don't uh, like about my business coach that I've got at the moment. So he sent me a message today saying, hey, Jai, you worked hard this week. Make sure you, you take the weekend off. And I always hate it when people tell me to like take a weekend off or, or like slow down or take time or, and things like that. And I'm like, man, I've got somewhere to go. Like, don't tell me what like to slow down or get on the brakes because that's mm. your life and how you run, you know, your life. But for me, it's like I've got somewhere to go and I need to be there. So, of course, I'm going to go a million miles now and I'm going to do all the things that I can do. I'm also a workhorse. Like, you know this, right? You've seen it. Like, I, I work and I work relentlessly. And that's my truth. I don't, mm. I never feel like I'm working too much. When people say, you work too much, oh, my God, like, how do you do 12 hours a day? How do you do, you know, 50 mentoring sessions that day? How do you do 10 podcasts a week? So, man, it does not work for me. Like, I love just being in that zone of, like, hey, I've got my goal. And you know what? I'm going to get that goal. And you know what? I only got three months to do that. And you know what? I'm starting right now. Mm. know what I mean (laughs) yeah absolutely and I think that I love that about you and like you know that I've definitely been like gosh he works so hard but at the same time I'm like I like it's I'm like yeah that's your truth you know like that is your truth it's my habit yeah and um it's inspiring and it always makes me want to 
be better at life. But I think, yeah, it's, I think it's also just like, if people are going to say like, you know, you work too hard or whatever, it's just like, you know, that is your truth. And if, even if you are listening and being like, shit, I'm, like, I need to work more. It's like, find your truth, find your flow. Exactly. Find your Don't let anyone tell you to work harder or to work less. Yeah. Like, find your own truth. Yeah. And Jai's <laughs> is being a, work, a workhorse and smashing it and, you know, being very passionate in everything that he does. And I probably have more of a feminine flow, I would say. <laughs> you know what? You, you know, and I, I don't know if I've said this to you before, but one of my biggest drivers is, um, is my privilege. Like I am so privileged. And I think I have said this to you before. I'm so privileged, right? I, I'm a middle-aged white guy in a wealthy country, um, have no problems. Like I'm just cruising. And it would be an, an injustice for me to not be utilising it as much as I can. Like people fight for my position. My people want this, you know. And if I'm just like, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to take my Sunday off, just be chill. Man, there's people protesting to have my rights or to, to be in my position and, and things like that. So mm. I think for myself, like the thing that I can do to the world that's going to better the world is like I can stand up and I can show people I'm not wasting this opportunity. I'm going to help. And I'm also going to make the roadmap of how to get somewhere. And I'm going to lift everyone else up. I'm going to put the ladder back down so people can come up with me. So it doesn't matter what part of the world you're from, what your background is, what religion, what race, what sex, what, you know, whatever mm. it is. It's like, let's do this. And I'm, I'm literally here showing you like, it's the only way I can't, I can't empower people. I can't say mm. like, Hey, you're a woman. I'm going to empower you with something like mm. sign up to my business coach. It doesn't work like that. I can definitely put the ladder down and go like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm working to my privilege and Hey, if you want to jump in, like I'm going to show you everything that I've got mm. to give if you want it, you know? Absolutely. I love that. And I think it's a really, I put a quote similar to this in my um, book. It was around, um, you know, if you want to go somewhere, go alone. If you want to go quickly, go together or something like that. And it's like, mm. I think there's, you know, it, sometimes I think people look at the business world and, you know, you know, there's people who are succeeding, who aren't generally gen, uh, nice, genuine people. Um, but I really do believe that kindness and setting out to really serve and show other people, you know, like, a, hey, this is, I'm going to go and pave the way and then I'm going to show you how I got there. It's like, it's Absolutely. all yours. Like, you know, there's plenty to go around. I mean, the common theme of this whole conversation is get rid of limiting beliefs, be mm-hmm. generous and kind mm-hmm. and um, bring other people on for the ride, right? And have an abundance mentality of this concept. There it is. There's the key, there's the key to the castle. Keys to the castle. <laughs> hey, just quickly before we wrap up, um you're starting a label just because you need something else to yeah say. i am um so with some pretty just, talented people like some here. talented people just to give it all your listeners a backstory here yeah um i was going over to Kay's house she invited me over for um a little webinar launch thing i can't really remember what it was but oh there was, was the over. microsoft influencer thing microsoft influencer thing so i was going over there and um, I've had an idea for a little while to start a label. And then another friend told me, like, hey, I really want to start, like, a vegan unisex label. And I was like, hey, man, I'm on board. I've been thinking about it for years, right? Um, and I've been thinking, like, our other friends, uh, Ashley, she, she is an amazing designer. She worked with Lee Jeans and all sorts of people, right? And I've been wanting to poach her for so long. And I walked into your house that day. I just launched the six-figure business map and I was there with you. I literally just made six figures. I couldn't believe first time in my life that I've ever done that in just a couple of days. And Ashley was there. She's like, I just lost my job. I can't believe it. And I walked in the door and I was like, there's an opportunity. I was like, hey, Ashley, 
I've got a job for you. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're starting tomorrow. Like, let's do this thing. And literally, like, she became business partners with me. So we've gone three ways. And the opportunity was just like, I couldn't even believe how well that worked out and how that I already wanted to, like, poach her. But then she told me that opportunity first. And I was like, this mm. is incredible. So I'm Actually, swooping she, in. Yeah, she did tell me about that. She was like, it was very serendipitous. And I think the two, it plays on two parts there. It's like, you know, Ash has always held a dream for her own label and actually has one on the side as well. Um, and she's not afraid to be honest and real and be like, yeah, I just lost my job and, you know, th- this is my reality, you know, saying how mm-hmm. it is. And then for you to swoop in and, and make that deal, like that offer, and so many people would make that offer and, you know, almost watch it with Ash being like, really? Are you serious? Like, you know, and it's like people make false promises and don't follow through. And I was like, well, guys, like, I don't know what he's up to, but he's definitely serious about this. And, then it, even, yeah. <laughs> and for Ash to come to the table and be like, you know, she's such a hard worker and you've poached her like one of the best in the game. Yeah. Um, and she's been poached before by other big brands, but, the you know for her to be like I'm gonna take this opportunity like she's a hustler in her ability to receive that offer and show up to it as well you know so there was there's like you said two things one thing was um I seen an opportunity in her misfortune Mm -hmm. so like you know everyone says like oh my god the market's hard I just lost my job like I see that I'm like oh my god opportunity like we're starting to like we're gonna make money boom then then she allowed the opportunity so it comes down to her. Like she said to me, like, thank you, Jar, for giving me the opportunity. I'm like, Ashley, it was all you. You were sitting there waiting for something. Like I could have said that to you and it would have went on death ears if you were like, no, the economy's bad, it's bad. Well, she wouldn't have followed up too, you know. She would have been like, oh, you know, exactly. procrastinated about getting the meeting done, you know. But she and she turns things around and she's a woman of her word. And it's like there's She literally those... did. She showed up at my studio. We had a meeting and I was like, she's serious. This is this is the thing. Let's do this. Yeah. Thing. And if she's serious, man, that's all it takes for me. I'm serious then. Yeah. And I think that's the synergy of surrounding yourself with the smartest people, right? Is that when mm-hmm. they're, and I'm feeling it even now in this conversation. I'm like, it can feel the energy buzzing of two people being like, let's be better. Let's go bigger. You know, like there's Absolutely. more there for you. And I'm like, excited. When you're around those people, it's like yeah. you, you can't not feed off it. Um, so when's the label out? Um, we're getting all the prototypes at the moment and uh, we'll have bulk orders at the end of January, so ready for sale. Um, a lot of work to do, but it's seriously so exciting. It's like the most Amazing. exciting thing ever. Yeah, yeah I'm following you on Instagram. It looks really good. What's it called for those who are listening? So it's called No Skin. You can find it actually on Instagram called noskin.co. And it's unisex vegan brand. Um, it's going to be more, a little bit high end. So it's going to be just like really well-made, like jeans and outerwear, shoes, like vegan boots, vegan Chelsea boots, things like that. And um, yeah, we're, we're just like, I think it's just, you know what? Like people say it's not a good time to start a business or it's not a good time. Like I said at the start of this, like think about your own economy and only your own economy. So mm-hmm. it's always a good time to do something. <laughs> Yeah, and I think what I love about you starting it and I'm helping a few clients starting businesses now and, and um, you know, a lot of people would argue that you can't import or that, you know, finding vegan leather is hard and, you know, all of those things and you guys have, you know, it's like the mentality of like there's a solution there, where is it, you know, let's find it. Absolutely. I mean, whatever you put attention into, you're going to find. So if something finds, if you're finding something hard straight away, and that's your mentality, you're always going to find it hard until you change your mindset. And when you change your mindset, you unlock everything. Because 
Like I hear it all the time. People always like, oh, yeah, we won't be able to ship it for whatever time. Uh, those journals actually, like the person in China was like, um, hey, we want to send these, but we're going on holidays. We won't be able to tour the Cura company in so-and-so. And I'm like, hey, I'll make a few phone calls, find another Cura company. I'll pay you one of your staff members extra money if they can throw it on onto a plane by this afternoon before the holidays. Like, let's make it happen. And all of a sudden, her impossible, like it could never happen. It was like half an hour later, okay, they're, they're on their way to the plane. And it's like, mm. if you can find a way around something, like you, it's like life is easy. Does mm. that make sense? Like when yeah. you decide whatever it is that you want, I want those journals now on the plane. Like, you know, money is not an option. Let's make this happen. Like, of course, you're going to find a solution because you're looking for the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like I always think that, you know, and I'm constantly doing this as a personal practice. It's like identifying where you're limiting. So imagine every time you say can't or you have a limiting belief or or you just even feel in your body like, nah, that's not possible. Imagine you're building a wall around yourself and you're putting those limitations in that can't. And as soon as you go, oh, that's what that brick is, then you can become the observer of it and get rid of it, right? Mm. Um and that's all that this is, is getting out of your own way and change, like wiring your brain to actually find opportunities. And you can apply that to a clothing label. You can apply that to an online course. Um, you've applied it to finding your dream home, which I know is a cool story as well. We, we don't have to go into it. Um, but there's, you know, you've found your, your dream home through that. Um, but, yeah, I think this has been an incredible conversation. Yeah, and if you want to do um, another conversation down the track, I'm always keen, always happy to jump on and talk to your audience and share some love. Absolutely. No, thank you for sharing so generously and I'm sure there'll be plenty more conversations as more and more goals get kicked along the way. Um, But thank you for sharing your Saturday morning with me and sharing so much wisdom with everyone Congratulations on the last, what, six months of your Mm -hmm. life and I'm looking forward (laughs) to seeing what you do next. Thank you so much. Hey, I just want to say a big thank you to you and and all your listeners and stuff and um, I'm definitely going to see you on here again because I'll I'll hound Kay until she gets me back on here. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.